Azahal, and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, in our last episode, we took a look into the life of C.T. Studd of the Cambridge Seven and got to see his approach to learning Chinese and how Hudson Taylor, of all people, had to come along and rebuke him. If you haven't listened to it already, you might be surprised to find out that a missionary as well-known as C.T. Studd had to be corrected in his language learning strategy, and I'd encourage you all to go back, check that episode out, and hear how his mindset, or at least some that might be a bit similar to it, could often hinder would-be missionaries even today. Go back and listen for an interesting story with a lesson for anyone who wants to share the gospel with speakers of other languages. Well, in today's episode, I will be sharing a story from the life of Hudson Taylor early on in his ministry in China. It involves a Chinese friend of his named Peter and became another story that Hudson would often tell while on furlough back in England. It turns out that the attitude of the two Chinese fishermen highlighted in the story is oftentimes the attitude of Christians both back in Hudson Taylor's day there in England and also in our modern time. As well. He would often tell Peter's tragic story and preach from a passage in Proverbs to plead with young men in England to give their lives to serve as missionaries in China. Before sharing the details of Peter's story, let's take a couple of minutes and highlight the Chinese region of the week, Guangxi. Guangxi is located in southwestern China and borders the South China Sea and the country of Vietnam. Unlike most regions in China, it is not considered a province. Rather, it is called a self-autonomous region. This is because it is home to a large population of some of the various ethnic groups found in this area of China. The main ethnic minority here in Guangxi are called the Zhuang minority, which number 18 million and comprise China's largest ethnic minority population. In total, the Guangxi Zhuang self-autonomous region has around 46 million people, which is roughly the population of all of Colombia, South America. The Zhuang people here hold to a religion called Moism, which means they believe spirits are present in everything. Of course, there's Buddhism and then atheism as well, particularly among the Han Chinese that are there. Please pray for the Zhuang people there in Guangxi and all the other people that live in this province. Please pray that they would come to know the truth of Jesus Christ. As most listeners would probably know, the Bible is clear that they cannot hear without a preacher. Please pray and ask the Lord to send more preachers and shepherds to Guangxi to feed them the spiritual nourishment of the Word of God. Brother, as you listen in today, I would ask you, would you consider coming to Guangxi as a missionary? Would you relocate your life and your family to plant yourself in the city of Nanning, the capital of Guangxi, or maybe Liuzhou or Guilin, other cities in Guangxi, and labor there to make the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ known among them? Brother, you know the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, and it's only when the gospel is preached to them that they will have the opportunity to believe. Would you not go and preach? Reach unto them, Jesus.
During Hudson Taylor's early years in China, he oftentimes journeyed by boat up and down the Yangtze River to preach in the villages and cities along the shore. One day, he was on the river traveling to a city called Songjiang, which at the time was on the outskirts of Shanghai, but in modern times has actually been absorbed into Shanghai as the city has grown and expanded. He was traveling with a Chinese man who had previously spent time in England and while there went by the name Peter. Now Peter had heard the gospel many times, but in Hudson Taylor's own words, he had not experienced its saving power. According to Hudson Taylor's journal, he had actually just the night previous aboard the boat shared the gospel with Peter one more time. This time, Peter had actually been moved to tears, but still wasn't willing to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. That morning, Peter told Hudson that he'd like to go with him ashore to hear him preach, which was an exciting thought for Hudson. Maybe he'll finally decide to follow Jesus, he thought. As the boat got closer to the city of Songjiang, Hudson went down below deck into the cabin of the boat to collect his things and prepare to go ashore. He was ecstatic to enter Songjiang with his Chinese friend. But no sooner than had he gone below deck, he jumped at the thundering sound of a splash and a cry. He bolted out of the cabin and began frantically looking around to determine what happened. Everyone on deck were at their post except for Peter. He had fallen overboard. Well, the tide was quickly running out, but the wind was carrying the boat over it. He noticed that there was no marking or landmark, anything that would indicate the exact spot that he had fallen in. Hudson instinctively let down the sail and leapt overboard in an attempt to find Peter. Peter couldn't swim. This initial attempt was unsuccessful, and he began to look around for something that might be able to help him locate poor Peter. Praise the Lord, he noticed a fishing boat equipped with a drag net and hooks that Hudson Taylor felt certain could bring Peter up from the murky water. Lie, come, Hudson cried to the two men in the fishing boat as hope sprang up in his heart. Come and drag over this spot directly for a man is drowning here. Uh, it's not convenient, was their cold and unfeeling reply. Don't talk of convenience, Hudson cried desperately. A man is drowning. We are busy fishing and cannot come, was their cold reply. Never mind your fishing, Hudson cried. I will give you more money than a many a day's fishing will bring you if you'll just come at once. How much money will you give us? Don't stand talking now. Do come or you will be too late. I'll give you five dollars. We won't come for that. We'll drag for twenty dollars. I have not got so much. Do come quickly and I'll give you all the money I have. Hudson was desperate for them to quickly help poor Peter, who would certainly soon be without air. How much is that? They asked. I don't know exactly. About $14. Finally, the two complied, albeit reluctantly, and in less than one minute's time, they brought up Peter's body. They even got angry with Hudson for not paying them immediately, and he instead focused his time, and rightly so, attempting to resuscitate Peter, but they weren't happy. They wanted their money now. But you know, all was in vain. There along the banks of the river, with the city of Songjiang not too far off and in sight, poor Peter died, his lungs filled with water. Listener, Hudson Taylor would often tell the story of Peter and the two fishermen's reluctance to help when he was back home in England, and I likewise share it with you today. Wouldn't you say that those two men were guilty of Peter's death? They had a way of saving him, and the way to save them was readily available right there in their boat. They had their net, they had the hooks, it was all there. All they had to do was act, but they wouldn't use them. Wouldn't you say that those men are guilty of Peter's death? Yes, of course they were. They had a net, they had a boat already in the water, they were in the boat, and when they finally agreed to help, they were able to quickly pull his body out of the water. 
they were guilty of that man's death. And Hudson Taylor would caution us, just as he cautioned his countrymen in England when he was back on furlough all those years ago. He would caution us to pause, however, before judging them for their inaction when we are guilty of an even greater inaction. You see, Hudson would warn that we be careful to pass judgment on them, lest a greater than Nathan, as Hudson Taylor would call him, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, call us out and say, Thou art the man. Do you remember friends, the prophet Nathan's sharp words to David, who was furious to hear of one who came and stole a sheep when he himself took Bathsheba from Uriah. Hudson Taylor would want us to likewise not judge those two fishermen for their inaction to save from death one Chinese man when we, here in modern America, sit idly by while thousands of Chinese people die each day and slip into hell for all eternity due to our own complacency to get the gospel to them. Hudson Taylor would say, Jesus, the greater than Nathan, should say to us, Thou art the man. We are those fishermen there in the boat. Isn't it hard-hearted and wicked to neglect to save someone's physical life like those two fishermen did? Well then, are we not worthy of a far worse judgment as we leave souls to perish and we, like Cain, have the audacity to say, Lord, but am I my brother's keeper? The Lord Jesus commands you, my brother. He commands that you go. He says to you, yes, to you, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Are you going to tell Jesus, it's not convenient? Will you tell him that you were busy fishing and cannot go? That you've bought a house and cannot go? That you've bought a new car or have gotten married and need to settle down or have better things to do and cannot go? Brother, what excuse do you make in the face of the clear command of Christ to go to the uttermost with the gospel? You know the need of people to go and rescue the perishing Chinese. After all, you are listening to this podcast about missions in China. You know the need. You know of these cities and these provinces that we highlight, you know of all the people there who know so little about Christ that many of them would ask, what's a Jesus? They don't know about the Lord. Most of them do not have the gospel. You know that, you realize that, and yet, like those fishermen, how often do you sit back in your boat and think, it's not convenient. It's too troublesome to get my nets together and go and, and, and pull behind the boat. Will you not think on Pray for and do all in your power, my brother, to reach the hundreds of millions in China without the gospel. Would you not prioritize the evangelization of so many people? What is it that you would use to justify your inaction towards reaching China and its people with the gospel? We can't plead ignorance. We know that they're there, dozens of millions, hundreds of millions of them that need to hear of the good news, the glad tidings of Jesus Christ. You know, friend, Jesus, he's issued a clear command to us. He has told you plainly what you are to do. Are you like the fisherman in Hudson's story, trying to bargain with him and asking him how much he will give you to jump in your boat, pull your net, and fish for men before it's too late? Has he not already redeemed you, friend? Has he not already paid the ultimate price of his own blood? Why then do you reason to yourself that it's okay to opt yourself out of obedience to this clear command he's given you to go forth with the gospel? Ah, but that command is only for some, you might say. Well, then I suppose his promise to be with you always, even until the end of the world, is only for some as well? Of course not. His command to teach all nations is coupled with that promise and applies to the same audience. 
us, his people, just as much as his promise to be with us always, even into the end of the world, applies to us, that command applies to us as well. Just as much as that promise to be with you always, even into the end of the world, applies to you, the command to teach all nations applies to you as well. Brother, what are you doing to get the gospel out to the nations? What are you doing to get the gospel to Chinese people? Hudson Taylor would urge his fellow Englishmen and say, remember, oh, remember, pray for, labor for the unevangelized Chinese, or you will sin against your own soul. Brother, the Bible clearly says in Proverbs, if thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, and those that are ready to be slain. If thou says, Behold, we knew it not, does not he that ponders the heart consider it? And he that keeps thy soul, does not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? Friend, if we forbear, if we hold back, if we choose not to deliver, to save them that are so close to death, that are so close to hell, those that are ready to be slain forever, eternal punishment in a lake of fire, if they do not believe in Christ, if we hold back and don't strive to help them, we can't say, oh, we didn't know. We can't say, oh, I wasn't aware of that. We do know that there are people in this world. We know that there are people in China who need the gospel. And doesn't he, the Lord that ponders the heart, consider it. Doesn't God know that we know their condition and coldly choose to do nothing about it? Does he not know? Does the keeper of our soul, the Lord Jesus Christ, does he not know it? And shall not he render to every man, you included, according to your works? May we step out in faith and obedience to take the gospel to the world, to take the gospel to the hundreds of millions of Chinese people. 1.4 billion Chinese people who are in desperate need of the gospel. They are in desperate need of hearing. Just as we mentioned a few episodes ago, Hudson Taylor's friend, Mr. Nee, who came to salvation and yet was so distraught to learn that his father, his grandfather, and all those before them never got to hear the gospel, even though Hudson Taylor and his kinsmen back in England had had the gospel for some hundreds of years. Why didn't they send someone sooner? And why will we not ready ourselves now, seize the time, seize the opportunity, prepare ourselves in the Bible, in ministry, in the language, in culture and go over and get the gospel to the Chinese people before it's too late. What are we doing with our time? What are we doing for eternity? Brother, I challenge you to stop it with your video games, to set aside your pursuit of that new house, that new car, or a better paying job, and redirect your life toward doing all in your power, everything in your power to get the gospel to the people of China. As we highlight weekly here on the podcast, there are innumerable opportunities to make Jesus known in China. There are opportunities to preach, opportunities to teach, opportunities to hold high the name of Jesus. He has spoken through his word of the plenteous harvest. He has told us to lift our eyes and look into the fields that are white unto harvest. They are ready. There are people there. There are opportunities there to reap a great harvest of Chinese people by reaching them with the gospel. Brother, what are you doing? Why do you still leisurely sit in your boat negotiating with him who has clearly directed you to go and teach all nations? Why not step out in faith and heed the Lord's command to both pray for laborers and go forth 
power and labor. There are millions of Peters in China today who need a shepherd, a laborer, a preacher to go to them boldly preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. These, just like Peter, are drowning in sin and will only hear if they have a preacher. Brother, will you arise and go and preach unto them Jesus? There are so many wonderful opportunities to preach Jesus and serve Him in China. Brother, if you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us. You can email us at info at visionmissions.com. I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or you can email me personally at austin at reachingchina.org. A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China. Whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training, it would be our joy to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, the Bible teaches that God loves sinners. He loves the world, and that includes Chinese people. Shun I, Zhongguoren. God loves Chinese people. So many in China today are sinking deep in sin, not knowing of God's love commended to them in Jesus Christ. They need to hear that shun ai zhongguoren. Shun ai zhongguoren means God loves Chinese people. Brother, seeing that God loves Chinese people, don't you think you should too? The most loving thing you could do for them is devote your life to preaching Jesus among them with the message that shun ai zhongguoren. Will you do that? Will you take the message to them? Will you take the power of God unto salvation to them to snatch them out of the waters of their sin before it's too late? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where I will share a story from while I was teaching English in China. My wife and I met a man named Lin who had an amazing testimony and we had an unusual time of encouraging him while he was staying in the hospital for an illness. It's a pretty cool story that highlights not only how the Lord is mighty to save, but also how he uses us to advance the gospel in unexpected places and in unexpected ways. You won't want to miss it. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on Lean's story and many other exciting stories like. Please remember to pray for the Guangxi Zhuang self-autonomous region of China this week. They need more people surrendered to letting them know that Shun Ai Zhongguoren. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. Again, that's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A.org. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, Zai Jin.